0: We are excited to announce the Virginia Realtors Podcast Network is producing a new podcast. Real Politics offers a behind the scenes look at the work our government relations team does on behalf of Realtors. They'll keep you in the know with legislative issues critical to the real estate industry in the Commonwealth. Real Politics offers weekly updates from the 2019 General Assembly session as they track the progress of the legislation that will benefit your business. This podcast, along with Caveat Realtor, is now available through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Subscribe today for episodes delivered weekly directly to you. Real Politics is part of the Virginia Realtors Podcast Network.
1: Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors. We discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm John Haley,
2: and I'm Kate Orzwan. Remember, caveat: Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hi, hey Kate. Hey, John. How's it going? It's it's going well. We're a mere weeks into 2019. Have you been Have you been keeping up with your resolutions?
1: yes i have been and i drive to the gym and see how crowded it is and then i go to wawa which cool. was not a resolution but so no answer to your question is no <laughs> i have not been keeping just, up with the resolutions uh, no.
2: well to make sure that you dear listeners are starting the year off on the right foot unlike john
1: mm-hmm.
2: we're gonna do a legal hotline grab bag of some of the best questions we got in 2018
1: So we know that you, our loyal listeners, love the legal hotline segments. We don't know that. We just assume that, It's your favorite. It's it's some of our favorites. Um, So we thought, why not make an entire episode out of this? The
2: whole thing.
1: The whole meal is dessert.
2: That it is. A
1: wise person once said that to me. So do you have a question that is eating away at you?
2: I like what you did there. If you do, or
1: even if you don't really, the odds are good that someone else has probably asked it before. But if not... And then what are you waiting for? Submit your question to the legal hotline and we can help you out.
2: And who knows? Maybe you'll make next year's grab bag as this will be a new annual edition. Maybe. Maybe. TBD, Uh but I'm going to promise that it will.
1: All right. Well, Kate, let's jump right in. And for the whole episode, let's take it to the legal hotline.
0: Take it to the legal hotline.
1: Grab bag.
2: First question. (laughs) I'm seeing other agents list and sell mobile homes on the MLS. Is that permissible?
1: So we've gotten this question a few times, and the answer is really going to depend on the particular facts and circumstances around the transfer. So your license allows you to facilitate the transfer of real property. Mobile home is typically personal property, and its title passes through the DMV. Now there may be some exceptions, of course, but as long as the mobile home is titled through the DMV and therefore is taxed as personal property, then no. Your license does not cover that type of transaction. If it is titled as real property, then yes, you can sell it. This would typically mean that it is affixed to the plot of land and is no longer titled through the DMV. If someone approaches you about selling their mobile home, you need to first verify how it's taxed, and if it's not deeded through the land records, then you should not be selling it. All right, Kate, I am hired by a client to only write the contract for the sale of their property. How do I make sure my agency agreement is correct?
2: Excellent question. Thank you. Or is it? It's a trick. Mm. We do actually get that exact question. But as a real estate licensee, you may not, 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 just to emphasize, solely prepare written contracts for the sale, purchase, exchange, or rental of real estate if you are not otherwise involved in the transaction. Why? Why do you think? That's the unauthorized practice of law. So don't do it unless you're an attorney like us. That's right. Next question. I have a signed lease with a tenant, and the commencement date is in two months. She now has another job offer and needs to move out of state. She has written notice that she is terminating the lease before she even moves in. Can she walk away from the lease and not pay any rent?
1: So this question ultimately is getting at the difference between the commencement date and the effective date of leases. The commencement date is the date the lease starts. The effective date is when the parties who sign the lease are obligated under the terms of that lease. You want to make sure you put the effective date as the date the lease is signed. Assuming the effective date has passed, then the tenant is obligated under the terms of the lease and needs to follow any procedures set forth for terminating it. If the lease does not provide for the right to terminate early without financial responsibility, then she would remain financially obligated for the duration of the lease. This does not mean that she would necessarily pay rent for the duration of the lease. You have a good faith obligation to try and find a new tenant and mitigate the damages. But she would owe rent until you were able to find a new tenant. She would owe any additional marketing costs that you incurred, and she may even need to pay the difference in rent if your new tenant pays a lower rental amount each month.
2: Excellent answer. Thank Thank you you. for that. I'm going to toss another question at you. you. Hit me. I'm ready. Do I need to disclose the existence of polybutylene pipes in a house?
1: So let's talk a little bit about the general disclosure requirements. So as a real estate licensee, you need to disclose material adverse facts pertaining to the physical condition of the property of which you have actual knowledge. So a material adverse fact is broader than a defect. It can be thought of as whether the fact might be something that would make a reasonable buyer decide not to buy the house. So even if there is no problem with the polybutylene pipes, The fact that they exist may make a potential purchaser decide to walk away. If you have actual knowledge that the house has polybutylene pipes, it would be best to disclose. But remember, we have no duty to discover or investigate to find out whether the house has polybutylene pipes or any other defects.
2: Thank you, John.
1: You're welcome, Kate.
2: And another question.
1: I don't know how I keep getting the answering portion of this, but let's go with it.
2: Because we trust you.
1: Mm, that's got to be it. Right.
2: I want to use a form, and you're also the forms guy. So. Yeah, that's
1: true.
2: I want to use a form to gather more information from our seller client at, what, at the time we list their property. The existing residential property disclosure statement and the summary of rights and obligations of sellers and purchasers really doesn't help us to uncover any potential problems that could cost us and our seller clients. I have created a form that I feel would be helpful in asking important questions about the condition of the specific systems of the house, as well as questions about the age of certain things, such as the well, roof, septic system, etc. And the existence of underground fuel tanks, lead paint, asbestos, throwback to polybutylene pipes, gravesites, easements, Hello, law school. Is it legal for me to require sellers to fill out my custom form in addition to the required state form? I really don't want to put my client at risk by them answering questions they aren't 100% sure about, but I feel it's important for me to still ask these hard-hitting questions to see what they they know. I want to put forth an effort to get important answers that I feel are needed.
1: Well, there's nothing that prohibits you from asking for this information from your client. However... They do not have a disclosure obligation beyond the Residential Property Disclosure Act and the Federal Lead-Based Paint Act. Real estate licensees, on the other hand, must disclose all material adverse facts about the physical condition of the property of which they are actually aware. By asking the seller to disclose all of these things to you in writing, you must now disclose those to any potential purchasers, whereas there is no disclosure obligation until the seller told you. You should use caution in requesting sellers to fill out these types of forms. If they don't know the information, or if they provide incorrect information, it could lead to you providing incorrect information to the other side. Additionally, if you do have sellers fill out this type of form, you should not provide it to buyers, as sellers do not have a disclosure obligation, and turning over a form they have filled out could expose them to liability they would not have otherwise faced. So, again, this doesn't mean you should tell your client not to tell you about potential problems. But you don't have an affirmative obligation to investigate and uncover disclosable material adverse facts. Oof. I know. It's a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. Now I have a question for you. Do you know where I can find, in writing, how to calculate the days for a contingency period? Over the years, I've heard to include and not include the date of ratification. I've also heard some people say it's calendar days, and others say that Sundays aren't included.
2: Help. Help me anyone who's been to one of our contracts classes you should know the answer john you've been to one of our contract classes i have you've uh, you've taught one of them yes the answer is read the contract rtc rtc the virginia realtor's contract states that day one of any contingency period is the day after receipt so if the contract is ratified on the first then the second is day one of the contingency
1: all right kate last one this is a frequent flyer. We've seen this come through quite often the legal hotline. Uh, need more information about updated teams' regulations.
2: Cool, John, but what's the question?
1: No, that, that that's it. That's oh. the question. Oh.
2: That's
1: all, oh. that's all we got.
2: Well, Don't fret, dear members. We have ample teams' resources on our website, which is www.virginiarealtors.org.
1: Remember, it's now January 15th, so the law that was passed last General Assembly session regarding teams is now effective. A team is defined as two or more individuals, one or more of whom is a real estate salesperson or broker, who 1. Work together as a unit within the same brokerage firm 2. Represent themselves to the public as working together as one unit and 3. Designate themselves by a fictitious name.
2: If you and at least one other individual meet all of those requirements, then you are a team and need to register with DPOR. Check out our resources for a more comprehensive guide, and please contact us with your specific question.
1: Good advice, Kate. So, how can you, dear listeners, limit your risk? Well, the legal department here develops content for you to help you make sure your business is compliant with all applicable laws and regulations you have a question, check out our FAQs, articles, webinars, and, of course, our podcasts.
2: Don't see an answer to a question that you have? You have access to us. That's right. Coming at you straight from our phones. Submit a question to us using the legal hotline and we will contact you back within four business hours.
1: Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website, under the Legal tab on the For Members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thanks!
0: Legal advice must be tailored to specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel.
2: This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2019. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share-A-Life License.
0: This episode has been brought to you by Struggle Bus. It's not your fault.